I will admit, I have caught a falling knife before, multiple times, you know, on the market. I've grabbed a security at the very lowest point that it was. I did it last week and I felt really cool. I'm extremely uh, transparent with what I do, but I, I mainly use a platform called Robinhood. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And that wasn't particularly my style of trading, so I wanted to test it out on a demo account. Anyway, so I'm on the demo account, and I've got this chart. I'm on the one-second chart. It's going, bah, bah, bah. And I'm like, all right, buy, sell. And I made like I made like six, six trades in 15 minutes. All of them, based on the chart, were profitable. Or maybe one was a loser. I'm like, yeah, surely I just made like 25% on my account. And I checked, and it had halved. I'm like, what? Yeah. How's it halved? Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, the spread, the spread yeah. did that. Yeah. It's like an expansion of the thing that I've heard and I've said quite a few times as well. It's just fail your way to success. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's change the topic again. What are your thoughts on regulation for investors and day traders? Like there seems to be this trend of reducing leverage and basically making it impossible like we're not there yet but we're heading that way of making it impossible for a retail trader to lose but at the same time making it very very hard for people who actually study and who actually have their stuff set to profit yeah what are your what are your thoughts on the regulation and where it's headed uh well to be honest i probably don't know enough about the regulation side to really speak on it but this reminds me of the sec just put out an ad on their youtube channel i don't know if you've seen it yet but it basically made i don't know if you heard about the amc and the gme stock uh, the meme stock all that stuff that happened but they basically made all those guys out to be complete buffoons like complete idiots uh, they said that they were just taking wild risks and made them look very unprofessional. When you really break it down, some of some of the origin of the AMC and GME was extremely technical and extremely beautiful in how they executed it by examining, you know, the the float shares that were out there and how it was very unequally floated. So I don't want to answer that question and be uneducated on it. So I, I don't know. Right, but uh, it's a but it's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, I do know that there is a piece of regulation coming out tomorrow, June seventh, on the entire cryptocurrency sector in the U.S. That is extremely worrisome for me personally. What's the regulation? It, it's it's basically defining uh, everything. So it's gonna it's gonna define what cryptos are, commodities, what are securities, what NFTs are gonna be classified as, all kind of stable coins. They're just they're getting all their definitions in place, and they're gonna be regulating them by their definitions, which right. could potentially be the what people are saying is it could potentially be the death of altcoins, where Bitcoin's only gonna stand. Which, you know, that's not anything new. That's that's what they've been saying for years. But I kind of hope not because I have a lot of altcoins. Yeah, interesting. My take on the regulation is like, so obviously we, we've had options banned in Australia. We recently had the maximum leverage on CFDs capped. When I started, I had leverage of up to 200 to 1, I believe, on everything. I might have even been able to go up to 500 to 1 on some things, but mostly 200 to 1. 200 to 1 on stocks, on crypto, on commodities, on foreign exchange, it was 200 to 1. And now it's maximum 20 to 1 on Forex 
and then 10 to 1, no, on Forex and indices, and then stocks is 10 to 1, commodities is 5 to 1, and crypto is mm. 2 to 1. They like mm. hammered down on the leverage. Sure. And I don't know. In general, I'm not really a fan of this because like, yeah, it's it's going to save a lot of people's money. However, yeah. when you sign up, you sign and you say, I understand the risk that I'm taking. For sure. Like, I don't like this cultural shift that we're having of it's not my responsibility to look after my own money. It's not my responsibility to know what risk I'm taking. If I lose all my money, Definitely. it's the government's fault for not regulating me hard enough. Yeah, I agree with you on that for sure. Now, yeah. granted, I don't trade on margin at all. I only trade with what I have in my actual brokerage account. And that's the way I've always done it. But I am very interested in it. It's probably just the way that my mentor taught me. He didn't trade on margin. You know, he only traded on his brokerage account. So yeah. that's why I don't have the knowledge on it to speak on it. But now that you're talking about that, yeah, I would not agree. It's your responsibility to do the research. And if you have done the research, it should be your responsibility to get the, you know, get the advantages from researching it. Yeah, there's a point where I think it's good. And then there's a point where I think you're punishing the people who actually put work in. So if you sure if you reduce leverage from 5000 to 50, well, 50 to one is still massive. You're getting 50 times your buying power. That's nuts, right? 5000. You don't need it. That's just your broker trying to get you in and honestly take your money. You don't need $5,000 for every $1 you have. No. That's just ludicrous. But um, 50, you can make a case for. And then like crypto, two to one. That's insane. Come yeah. On, man. What about when the price yeah, of Bitcoin was 69,000 or whatever? Most people couldn't uh, even afford it, even with two to one. I know it, it's up to the person to do the, it, it is definitely not, you know, I don't agree with pointing fingers and saying that you should have made me aware when you, your due diligence that, that yeah. makes you aware. Yeah. hundred percent agree. What are your views on the current macroeconomic condition? How are you thinking about that? Uh, I mean, this is, this is my first real, what some people are calling a bear market that I've ever been in as a trader, but I live in the United States and from what I can see, it's, everything is extremely shit, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better word, you know, it's the overprinting of money. And I, and I hate to contradict almost what you just said, but it's like, I, I feel as if that they should be held to the same standards as us. If you, if you do your due diligence and you understand what your actions are going to ultimately account for, it's appalling what they've done. In my opinion, it's, you know, the overprinting of money by itself, you could have definitely seen that the economy was going to take an extreme hit. And the fact that there wasn't risk factors put into play by my leaders, it seems that they have failed everyone. And even globally, it's a huge problem. And I don't have a positive outlook on the economy for at least a year, at least in the US, you know, we have till 2024 to pay back $7 trillion of debt to the Federal Reserve. So I can't have a bullish sediment on a $7 trillion debt. Hope you like it's, taxes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. You know, it's a shame that people like us that aren't, you know, extremely wealthy, we don't have the ability to invest our taxes into research and development into our companies and to, you know, just to kind of hide things away, not hide them, but take advantages of tax breaks that are the elite or the uber rich are more privy to because we're in a certain bracket that we can't afford to take the hits that they can. Yeah. I definitely agree that the government caused they, they did they caused this recession and we are in a recession 
is Australia like actually because I don't know anything like I don't do a lot of global economical research, but is Australia in a bad place economically as well? Yeah, we've got crazy inflation as well. We had money pumped okay. out. But to, to be honest, I do most of my research on the US as well. I don't even know okay. what the figure was for Australia's interest rates last time that came out. And and that's is that US is. Yeah, is that because the US kind of the the stock market is so linked to the US? Yeah, I mean, the US stock market is just better than Australia. Yeah. It's is it better because there's more money that's pumped into it? Is that what you mean? Yeah, there, there's more money in it. There's more people in the US. The biggest companies are in the US. I mean, that's it. The returns are much greater. The risk is generally lower. The risk reward, it's higher in the US. It's just, I don't really care much for the Australian stock market. I couldn't name a single, because I'm American, but I couldn't name a, a single Australian company, I don't believe. I know one. Which one? Murphy Investment Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> I meant publicly traded. Are you guys publicly traded? No, no, private. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, let's let's work on taking it public. That'd be pretty tight. Oh, that if might so, be a long way down the road yet. <laughs> uh, if so, just uh, you know, let's work on some shares. Let's work on a share deal there. I keep it in mind. You know, I recently had a discussion with a, a gentleman who was 82 years old, and he started trading uh, in the New York Stock Exchange when he was 25 years old. Wow! In 19, uh, 19, wait, it was like 19, what was it? 1959 is when he started. So I might have got his age wrong, but he started. He was a he started professionally trading on the New York Stock Exchange in the year 1959. Wow! Yeah, long freaking time. dude, incredible. But he uh, he he had his own brokerages, and he had a brokerage in the U.S., in Europe, and in Asia. Like this guy was legit he was really cool he ipo'd over 300 companies through his brokerages it was we had like a 45 minute conversation and i was like please don't hang up i want to i want to talk to you forever yeah. but yeah it was incredible like i have to go sit down and talk with him this coming up week because i really want to know his thoughts on the inflation in general but you know the economic his fort uh you know what he's what he believes is coming after this because he's kind of seen it all so i'm really really interested in having that conversation with him yeah one thing that I'm i think would be interesting about looking at someone who's so experienced their like look let's look at their equity curve or maybe even <clears throat> not, not necessarily the equity curve obviously it's going to be exponential but their equity curve expressed as a risk multiple so for every dollar you've risked on a trade, how much have you made? I'd like to see mm -hmm. that because if his performance never improved, it, it would be a linear line. But I would like to see because generally when as people age, they tend to get more set in their ways, more ignorant, not necessarily saying that's a good or a bad thing. Um, Most definitely. And they become, I mean, like I just said, set, set in their ways, closed minded. They know what works and they stick to that. And then yeah. I can envision a scenario where that hurts your performance because the market changes and you're still following what worked let's say 60 years ago but at the For same sure. time obviously these kind of people they study it's not like they stop studying and they don't want to learn new things so it'd be interesting to see what like aspect is plays a bigger role in your performance is it like are you able to out learn your closed mindedness mm. as you age or does right. closed-mindedness kind of take over and, and hurt your returns? I wonder. Yeah, I would definitely. I, I need to write that question down to ask ne him. Next that time because, you see him, be like, "Hey, show me your money." <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and now he runs, you know, 
I think he runs a uh, a very small office out of a town over from me. I think they do like four hundred thousand dollars a year. Is is what I looked up online. You know, nothing crazy. He's you know completely retired. He holds a couple financial licenses, and he told you know something really cool. He told me he's like I could show you how to get all the financial licenses you need or you've ever wanted. He was like, there's nothing to it. You know, I was like, okay, I think I see the profit here. Yeah. But he's a, um, I can't even remember the name of the license, but he, uh, he can analyze a business to find out the business's worth. I, I, I can't remember a business analyst or something like that. I can't remember, but that's like the current license that he holds. And he, he does some work for companies still. That's a really good question. I wonder, I would almost feel as if when you acquire enough wealth or you could argue acquire enough knowledge, you would want to have people that are younger that can understand you know what's going on to kind of influence you in your in your investments i imagine that's a way to curve fit your knowledge is to have people that are younger than you and have people that are more influenced by like culture in general than your 80 year old self is yeah kind of like how how elon musk builds every one of his companies you know he just gathers up great minds and tells them to go to work yeah do you have a daily routine or a schedule that you stick to every single day? Well, I did, and now it's summertime, and I'm a father of four, so I have the luxury of actually being able to spend the summer with my kids. So during the summertime, I really kind of take a break. I don't really go to the office every day, but on a normal day, yes. A normal day, I wake up at about 7.30, 8 o'clock, zip on down to my office. I'm there by, I live about five, 10 minutes away from my office. So I get to my office about 8 a.m., get everything set up, and I am on the charts from about 8.30 till 9.30. And I usually trade from about 9.30 till noon. And after, and once it hits about noon, volatility kind of drops down a little bit, and I call it a day. I go home, I have some lunch with my wife, and hang out. And, you know, my, my days are usually over. By- yeah, but I used to have extremely concrete patterns of my day and I've actually kind of not that I'm saying this is a good thing I think it's a great thing to wake up and have a repeated process every day but for about the last six months I haven't as long as I'm in the office by 8 a.m and you know home by 7 p.m I don't really care what goes on in between yeah and that's that I don't necessarily attribute that as a good thing but that's just what I've been on lately yeah what about you I'm I'm more of the the structured thing I have I do almost the same thing every single day. I wake up at five, I shower, I have breakfast, and then I'm in the office. And then in the office, I'm doing my, I read the news for about an hour and I update my news feed. And then from there, I'll have a little break for an hour. My day kind of goes in 90 minutes of productivity and then I get about an hour break. So so then I read my news and I have a break. Then I might film a podcast or film a course. Then I have another break for an hour. And then I might post on social media, just do some social media stuff and then have another break. And then my last work bout, this is usually around 3 p.m. now, I'll work on my strategy for an hour and then I'll share my results on on Facebook. And then that's like, usually by then it's like 3, 3.30 and from there it's like, then I'm done, I leave the office and then I play video games or or if it's a gym day, I'll I'll go to the gym and then, um, yeah. But it's basically the same thing every single day. 
And I, I feel like if I was trading other people's money, because I don't trade anyone else's money, it's only my money. If I was trading other people's money, I would have a very strict schedule like what you have. I think the diligence of waking up and having a schedule is very needed when you have other people's money on the line. I mean, it's it's needed when it's just my money, too. You know, it's it's my lack of hard work, probably, you know, to be honest, that I don't have an extremely scheduled out day. But it really works for me. I just like... I like being in the office by eight. I like being home around noon and I like just hanging out. Like, you know, I've got four kids, especially during the summer. You know, this is my kids don't go to summer school. So I am in a unique position at 29 years old to be able to be home with my kids every day. You know, I have my laptop that I trade off of at the house if I if I want to trade at the house. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really cool. I am very uh, happy with the opportunities that trading has given me to spend more time with my family. It was not possible three years ago to, to be able to take, basically take the summer off yeah. and be with my family. It's really incredible. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Especially like with a family, right? It becomes a bit harder, I imagine, to have the structured routine because, you know, it you does. Know, kids play, they might hurt themselves, they might hurt each other, they might get sick in like, you got to adjust to that. Whereas me, it's kind yeah. of like, I don't have any things that rely on me other than my work right now. Yeah. And, you know, I had kids really early on. I was married at 19. That's how I, I'm 10 years married at 29. You know, I got married at 19. I started raising a three-year-old when I was 21. And then I had my first biological child at 21. And then I had twins when I was 24. So, you know, right around then, you know, I was, I had, you know, all these people that were counting on me but I couldn't spend any time with them. I was at work, you know, 50, yeah. 60 hours a week, kind of like what you were saying when you would walk down, you know, your first day there, you walk there and you're like, what the hell am I doing here? And it's different for people, but having a family is really what pushed me to be out on my own, to be making my own kind of money because my value is here with the family. That's where I feel just as good making $5,000 profit on a trade as I do spending the afternoon with my children. It sounds corny, it sounds cliche, but it really is. It's That's where I find myself. Most days I would prefer to be watching Peppa Pig on YouTube with my daughters than to be at the office on the charts. And as long as you kind of weigh it out and make sure it's not making you a worse trader or you know it's not hurting your profitability, then I say go for it. Yeah, and that's the whole reason that we wanna be traders or, or self-employed. It's for freedom not to lock ourselves down, right? Yeah. We trade to have a better yeah. life, not a worse one. Yeah, and I I mean, dude, I've been I've been self-employed multiple times in my life. I live in Florida and I, I imagine Australia would probably have a booming pressure washing industry. Is there a lot of oh. pressure washers? I, I guess no? they exist. <laughs> yeah. Well like Florida is like known for it. Like it is a booming industry here where people uh, the the high humidity and the high heat cause just great conditions for mold to grow on homes and driveways, things like that. So a booming industry here is pressure washing. So I, I started a pressure washing and roof cleaning company, but I was literally working sun up to sundown seven days a week. I was doing great. You know, I was making, you know, four or $5,000 a profit a week, but I was never home. So 
I quickly realized I'm like, dang, I want to be, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be self-employed, but I don't want this aspect, which is constantly out away from your family in hardworking conditions. You know, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't love working hard. It's not something I just don't like it. I've done it and it's not really for me. But yeah, I was working like 60, 80 hours a week, every week, every day. I'm working all day long. And I'm making good money, but I am never seeing my family. So I went back to work, you know, back to a 40 hour work schedule to restructure and you know, reassess what I was going to do. And, you know, I've done multiple things. I, I had a roof cleaning and pressure washing company. I had a house cleaning company because I could work three business days a week. I worked Monday, Wednesday, Friday and hung out with my kids every other day. And that was good for a while, but it still, you know, didn't give me enough freedom that, that I wanted. But then I landed on trading and it gave me enough financial stability plus enough freedom in my time that works for me and my family structure. So it, trading is like, I always tell people trading is the hack. Like it's, if you can figure it out, it's, it's a life hack, man. Like if you can withstand losses and you can, you know, make really good judgment calls on your trading plans, then you can do very well at this. I had something to say and then my ADHD, I got distracted by the, <laughs> the cat scratching in the background. Hell yeah. I'm allergic to cats. Oh, we better not come here then. It yeah, might take I, like a week to get here, but. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I don't, how long is the, how long is the flight to Australia? Oh, I wouldn't, I would not be able to tell you. Jeez, I, I bet, I bet it's. itself, probably not, probably not that long. I think I've I looked bet it up before. It might be like 16 hours, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be rough. The longest flight I ever took was like eight hours, and that was well more than I was comfortable with taking. Yeah, I never. I don't like flying. flying. What? I'm going on one in like ten weeks though. I got a yeah. I got a powerlifting competition in in Adelaide. That's like over the other side of the country. Nice. Yeah, I got uh, I got nationals, so I'll be competing against the best in the country, and um, I'm gonna be yeah. first place. I'm calling it right here, right? Fuck now. yeah, first place. Yeah, dude. That's that's the title of this video. First place in in <laughs> national. <laughs> <power. laughs> that's yeah, dude, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, you'll you'll love flying, man. I mean, that'll probably be thirty minute hour long flight or something. Yeah, I I, I haven't even looked at it yet, but I, yeah. um, I'm not even staying at a hotel over there. I got an investor mate who lives over there. And I'm gonna be staying with him, so that's cool. Oh, beautiful, dude. Cutting cost yeah. every corner. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, all right, so getting to the end now, if you could give one single piece of information to new traders who might be watching this, what would that be? Oh. You can take your time to think about it if you need it. Yeah, I would probably say lower your expectation and increase your education. That has a nice ring to it. It sure does. I yeah. Say, like lower your expectation and increase like how much you expect to lose. But yeah, well, nah, it like, was 10 times better. Yeah, dude, I crushed that one. Yeah, that was, um, good. <laughs> that was good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Lower your expectation and increase your education. Cause that is great. Yeah, because it's like, you know, everybody, everybody comes into this thing. And it, whether you want to admit it or not, you know, I, you know, I didn't, you know, it, we, we all pretend that we go into the trading week. And is like, and we're like, you know, I'm 10% profits. Okay. 5% profit, 2%, whatever it is. But you all think, holy crap, this, this could be the trade, you know, that makes me thousands or this could be the trade that is going to be incredible. 
lower those expectations and and create create a an, a, a true reality of hard work discipline and mitigating your losses in general you know yeah. do the education first you know and here okay here's another here's another great piece of advice that i'd give any trader before you ever trade money simulate your trades get on there and and trade paper money you know do a open a simulated account and sim trade until you feel extremely comfortable you know do not jump into this thing and take it like i have a buddy just just the other day a buddy told me he just threw in a thousand dollars in a jet blue i was like why why would you buy a thousand dollars worth of stock in jet blue right now you know it's a it's a it's an airline brand it's an airline company I don't know the, the thesis behind it fully, but he was just like, I don't know. Seemed like a good time to buy. I was it's like, down, it's cheap now, boy. <laughs> he, yeah, that's that was it. It was just like, he's like, dude, it was like so cheap. I looked at it a couple months ago and wanted it. I'm like, yeah, but it is cheap now. Exactly. And, and the reality is everything could get a hell of a lot cheaper. If that's you know? his, um, if that's his like basis, why not buy Snapchat or Netflix or something, which are like or, down eighty five percent? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, granted, he might have a he might have a stronger thesis than I understand. Yeah, his brain and than ours. It probably is. I mean, he's you know, I think he's like a he, he's in the medical field, so he he could be a lot smarter yeah, than me. He's definitely might be bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just you know take it slow as 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 slow as you think you're taking it take it a little slower try to see it from a different angle you know get involved with some type of group that has a community of traders that are involved that have been doing it longer than you because i promise you yeah if you think you if you think you figured out you know the perfect way you're missing something definitely 100 you know? i yep i agree i've had a harsh eye-opening when I was thinking the exact same way. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think that way, I'm probably going to think that way again. I'm probably going to have something. Dude, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to have something click in my head and be like, oh, shit. I, I just figured it out. Like, I've called Kenny. I've called my buddy and be like, dude, I just, you know, I, I just, I just had this epiphany. And I tell him and he's like, no. No, that doesn't make any sense because of this. And I'm like, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, like get a good support group going, especially if you're a new trader, you know, get some people. I'm not saying get somebody that tells you what to trade. I'm just saying get somebody that's been trading for a while and, you know, have them, you know, have them go over some ideas with you. Just chop it up with them. Give them a call, add them on Discord and, and talk to them because just having a conversation and explaining your thesis can very well destroy your thesis or it can make you feel like you know this is the right call yeah i actually have a mentor like that he's not he's not a trading mentor he's never done trading himself but um mm -hmm. he's been my mentor for like over 10 or about 10 years and sometimes i have what i think is an amazing idea and he's very yeah. very 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 smart he's read so many books he's owned so many companies he's done so many things and so he has great advice for nearly everything and sometimes yeah. when i come across something and i'm like this is it i don't want to show him because he's going to pick it apart <laughs> he's going to know everything that's wrong with it oh i know dude and it's in oh that's where the ego fight comes in because yeah, you're like 100%. damn i know i know this is the best and then he says something and you're like 
Oh shit, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> this probably this probably won't work. <laughs> this, he's right. This, uh, yeah, you know, but that's another thing too, man. There's so there's so many tips for new traders. Drop your freaking ego at the door. Like, yeah. don't think that you have to be right. You know, oftentimes you're not. Most of the times you're not right. You know, even in trading or life or in general, most of the times you're not right. And the way you can really mitigate losses on being right or wrong is to look at repeated history. Somebody's probably already thought of something you've done, you know, research it out and see what their issues were. And if you can, if you can sidestep their issues, then maybe, you know, maybe you can, you know, fix the problems that, that they were trying to fix. But most of the times you can, you can mitigate a lot of pain by just doing the research. Yep. hundred percent. We mentioned a few specific stocks and we're not financial advisors. This is just information only and not a substitute for professional financial advice. Yeah. yeah. So just want to put that out there so everyone knows that. Yeah. So that's all of the questions that I have for you. I guess, do you have any any for me before we wrap it up? Yeah. What's some financial advice? Let's hear it for the viewers. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Maybe go get a, a financial advisor. advisor. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I. You know what? I uh, I do want to tell you one that a uh, ETF that I'm going to be looking at here in the future, and this is just you know this is just something fun to run some charts on. Yeah. But uh, an ETF called uh, Yang Y A N G. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but yeah, Yang. There's a ETF called Yen, and there's an ETF called Yang. But it tracks basically the Chinese financial market and the Chinese housing market. But that's something that I'm you know going to be looking towards in the future. So the, the chart I have on my screen is um, China Bear 3X shares. Is Yin the bull 3X shares? Correct. Okay. And Yin has been an incredibly performing ETF in the last, you know, two years or so. Yeah, I bet it has. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. But, you know, there could be a case to argue with the uh, rising inflation that Yang could maybe be a hedge in this down market that yeah. we might be experiencing it could be not financial advice <laughs> not financial advice at all this is just you know get on there and check stuff out Very do some charts yeah. on it yeah all right yeah. so let's wrap it up so let people know where can they find you where can they find triple point charts okay so well here's here's the issue that i ran into recently i just found out that until you reach a hundred subscribers on youtube you get the uh, link Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, I know we're, we're on our way though, man. So let me, let me go ahead and pull up our, our Twitter. That way we can at least get you a handle for that. So most everything you you're going to find for triple point charts, like Twitter, we have a, you know, we have a TikTok because I'm a trendy guy. So, uh, our, our Twitter is at three point charts, uh, uh, as well as our TikTok. It's at three point charts. And then if you um, if you go on YouTube and type in triple point charts, we run a YouTube and podcast. Uh, we have guests on. Uh, Brenny's been on the uh, on the podcast with me. I've also had a real estate agent here in Florida, and he made some pretty bold predictions that uh, we potentially are at the top of the market on the housing market. But yeah, we, we go on there. We discuss uh, stocks, options, crypto. Uh, we are not financial advisors again, but we're just a couple of guys that have some questions uh, about finance. So triple point charts in a nutshell, it's a venue for all things finance. So if you're if you're a cool guy, if you're a cool girl, come on and follow us. We're also giving a thousand dollars away in cryptocurrency once we hit a thousand subscribers. So I definitely encourage you to come on and uh, win some money. Yeah. So <laughs> if if you wanna if you wanna 
follow uh, Sam and you want to follow Triple Point Charts, there'll be links in the description to his YouTube channel, his Twitter, and uh, his TikTok as well. So you can go ahead and follow him there. And then, um, of course, I've got my bit. If you want to see more interviews like this or more podcasts and tips on strategies and whatnot, you can subscribe to my channel so that you never miss out on those. Sam, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Brittany. Yes, sir. It's been awesome. No worries. All right. Everybody, thank you very much for watching and uh, I'll see you again in the next one. Bye-bye.